Hi, hello everyone. Welcome back to the Home Spun Yak. It's been a while since we've done an episode. Uh, Kyle and I have been absolutely swamped with uh, all kinds of different things. Kyle's been curing all kinds of diseases and trying to figure out uh, different physics problems. And I texted him. I was like, hey, dude, we're supposed to be on our schedule. And he was like, fuck off, dude. I'm trying to solve the world's problems. So this was the earliest uh, possible time before he goes back to his physics equations and uh, figures out the world's problems. So anyway, I apologize on his behalf. Yeah, well, apology accepted. Um, I it wasn't appreciate to that. you. <laughs> well, it should have been. Narcissist no. much? <laughs> no, we have been busy, and we're back, and uh, in the full swing of things. And yeah, lots been going on. Um, we're both fully, sure. fully vaxxed up. Um, yeah. Both got hit pretty hard after the second dose, and. Uh, at least that's over with now. Yeah, and until uh, the third dose. Until the third, yeah, third dose next year. Get re-upped, mm-hmm. which I'll, I will not do. But <laughs> I'll be quite frank with you. I'm not going to go through that again. Yeah, um, I'm glad. I'm. I'm definitely glad I did it. Obviously, and you know, I feel better going forward. And if everybody can get on the same page, I think maybe we won't have to go through what we went through last year and first Mm. part of this year so far. So hopefully that's all that extremity is behind us in that regard. But the world continues to uh, rain down just shit news uh, on a global scale. I'm trying to figure out which one you're talking about. (laughs) Well, I, I... I'm talking about the uh, recent announcement of the Super League. Oh, I thought you were going to talk to me about Caitlyn Jenner. Uh. Well, no, again, that's that's part of it as well. Caitlyn Jenner is 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 uh, meeting with her team to okay. discuss whether or not she's going to run for governor of California. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I was actually going to talk to you about that too. I, you know, I was going to get your opinion if I should run for the governor of California <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. since you're 100%. part of my team. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, imagine being on Caitlyn Jenner's team. I mean, what does that entail? What would you how how exactly be? Yeah, how how fast a uh, team, you know. How do you get I mean, it's just an opinion. Should you run? Yeah. Sure. Okay. We're mulling like, it over with our team. Exactly. And we'll get back with you with an like. The answer's no. The answer's don't do it, <laughs> please. Like we, we're barely hanging on as a nation, as a world, <laughs> as a people in general. We're. Ba- I mean, if that happens, it's just California is just gone. It's gone for good. Yeah. Not that it's not in a good place now. It's definitely not. But. Yeah you know, sixth largest economy <laughs> in the world. Um, but people have been moving away from California in droves and businesses oh, yeah. and famous people. Obviously, we've covered Joe Rogan and the exodus of people like him. The Texodus. The Texodus, exactly. Yeah. That's a good one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it would see it would seemingly be fitting, you know, if, if she were to run and ultimately win. Um, it's just, it's the height of absurdity to me. It's like, you, it's like, why not push it 
as far as we can go, as absurd as we can go. I mean, we had Trump as president. I mean, the door is wide open for just pure insanity at this point. Yeah, I think you're going to see people with uh, pickaxes and shovels go along the California border and trying to just (laughs) dig like low enough to just have it just break off. (laughs) I know, we got to build a wall against California now. (laughs) Oh God, that would be so funny. But you're right, things, things have really turned for the worse, especially over the last year. I mean, so many people have left California. Uh, I mean, it, the, the ship will eventually correct itself as, uh, as all the consequences. I don't know if you, wa- if you watch or listen to the podcast of JRE with, um, where they talk about homelessness and stuff like that in California, and how much money, uh, I think it was with Colyon Noir, um, where they talk about the amount of money that the government invests in homelessness. And it's like, it's close to like, we're talking like hundreds of millions of dollars to billions of dollars into mm-hmm. homelessness in like Los Angeles, you know, like, Oh yeah. Like, just in one city. Yeah. Like insane amounts of money. And it really makes you wonder, like, I didn't have an answer. I like, where'd the money go? Where did this money go? <laughs> And they like broke it down, like just, you know, basic math. They were like, what if we just gave every single homeless person money out of this, like hundreds of millions of dollars? And it turned out it was like, they'd, they'd have like $400,000 or something like that. Like, like stuff that could like easily, I mean, I know that you can't throw money at them, you know, obviously, because then they're going to do all kinds of other stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course. But the point being, like, it's just so much money. Anyway, that's that's a side point, but it's just like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's just, I think I saw a little bit of that. But, yeah, it's just people want to just throw money at issues. And at the end of the day, like, Someone's money, taking it. Yes, yeah. And where is it coming from? Where is it going? Where, what are the actual results? Because it actually seems like homelessness Certainly in California, but really everywhere. I mean, I've even noticed an uptick around where I am, you know, of homeless encampments just in random areas of the woods off the highway, places I never really even noticed before 2020, you know, and it's like, it's not just increasing there, it's increasing everywhere. And if you can't show us where this money's coming from, what exactly it's going towards, and what the positive results of, then it's not working and we got to find a better solution. I just don't, I don't know what that is. I mean, it's the same thing with like the gun situation. Cause I guess they, he's a big NRA guy. And they talked about that with all the shootings that have been going on recently. I mean, they never really stopped, but yeah, it's like, you know, you keep throwing gun control at it and, it really doesn't work because we got more guns than people in this country. I mean, the guns are already here. It's like, yeah. you know, if you, if you ban guns, it's like what people are just going to, the guns are going to just disappear now that you've banned guns or people are just going to be like, I turn my weapons over to the government. Like <laughs> just, that's just like, that's just like the most like un-American thing to its core second amendment core anyway that people owning guns would ever do Mm -hmm. so it's just uh, a conflict of ideas and people who 
you know, in Washington think they know what's best, but they haven't lived a day in these people's shoes. So it's just like we got the wrong people focusing on the wrong things. Yeah. We don't even need to go down the, the political sphere because I, I mean, we, we've talked about I mean, I'm not voting ever again. I, I, I'm with you. I'm just never going to vote again because it does not fucking matter at all. No. No. Not one bit. And no. I'll, I will proudly say that for the rest of my life because I don't believe in one person in Washington yeah. or in, in this state, really. I mean, I don't yeah. care. Every, every politician is out to benefit themselves only and to just deep, deep in their pockets and say whatever the people who pay them want them to say. So I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. completely done. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't believe in the system anymore. Um, I mean, I love the country and I believe in our country, not to say that I'm like giving up on America because I'll never do that. I just, it, it just, it's just so meaningless to the individual to, to think that they care about you is just absurd. I'm not going to give them any, any amount of my thought, my time, my money, nothing. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. On uh, that very same podcast, uh, Joe was talking about how Nancy Pelosi has made like hundreds of millions of dollars. And it's like, from what? How? Yeah. Right? You're a public servant. You Like we know how much money you make. And somehow your, your investing is so good or something something is happening where you're able to make hundreds of millions of dollars. That is stunning. That's stunning. But... Yes, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, you know how I feel about the whole situation. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, short synopsis. Didn't want to go too much off on a on a, on a tangent there, but California is uh, going through some interesting stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, was, I actually didn't get to read too much into this European Super League or whatever, but yeah. it seemed really interesting. I saw something on, uh, I guess... Uh, what was it? Some oh right, the German national team. They were like denouncing this like super yeah. league. So so what is it? Like what what's going on with that? Well, I think this is why I'm so fired up <laughs> really <laughs> is because of this. Okay. And just how it just highlights how much uh money and greed really plays into really the way that things are run and the things that you know, are going to continue to happen, um, across the world. Um, and this, this, this is probably the biggest sports news of my lifetime, to be honest with you. Like, wow. Certainly the biggest soccer news ever. That's stunning. Yeah. Maybe ever really. Um, when you really truly sit back and think about it and, um, Basically, what happened, um, and this this could take maybe this could take a while. So I don't know if you're Let, really interested or not. No, we're <laughs> no, we're going into it. I mean, I I could tell that you were really interested in this. I am down. Yeah, I'm, I'm amped I'm up down. because of this, and it just it just came out. It didn't really come out of nowhere because there's been murmurings of something like this for the past few years, mm-hmm. but just suddenness of the news which broke yesterday um which was there are 12 teams in europe um who secretly conspired secretly met with one another and decided we're going to create our own league 
and there's going to be 20 teams total, um, 15 of which will be permanent. They'll never go away in this league. Five every year will compete to be the remaining five, right? And it's going to be a total of 20, and it's going to be a system of two different divisions, sort of like NBA. It's Actually, they based it on the NBA system. It says it right there in the description. Two different leagues, like an East and a West, probably won't be called that, but um, 10 each in each particular division. And they're going to play a regular season. um, And it's going to be midweek games because right now with each European league, the games are either on a Saturday or Sunday. And they're like, oh, you'll still be in your leagues, but you'll also play these games in the midweek as well. Oh, okay. So, so it's double the work for the players. Then. Well, it's already it's already like especially in England with the Premier League. You have the Premier League games which like I said Saturday, Sunday usually. Mm. Then you if you're in the Champions League, um which would be you're in the top 4 from last season, progress to the Champions League, which is a European league of the best teams. Um you're you're playing midweek like you know, once or twice a month, pretty, pretty regularly, but it's, it's a smaller tournament. It's like 32 teams at the beginning. And then it whittles down to, you know, obviously the final, which right now we're in the semifinal stage of the champions league right now. And then you have like the FA cup, which is like every team in England gets to compete in that. And that's sporadic game. So they already have a stacked schedule and now they want to add the super league for these top tier teams. And the way it would go is you, you play a full season in the super league and then you get ranked based on your rec, your record, like the NBA. And then you're the seed, whatever. And like the top like six or eight teams in each division go to a playoff system. So you play each other, and then the final two teams win. Um, but it's just um, in the t- in the twelve teams that have band together now um, secretly and have gone against UEFA, FIFA, their independent country leagues yeah. are um, Manchester United. Manchester City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham, and Arsenal in England. In Italy, it's Juventus, AC Milan, Inter Milan. And then in Spain, it's uh, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid. So there's still three teams, and they've invited uh, PSG, Bayern Munich, and Dortmund to be the last remaining three teams to make it 15 that are permanent. You don't get, you ne- you'll never be knocked out and you're constantly playing each other throughout the season. So none, none the of the big five, names then. Yeah, none of the big, yeah, only the big names. 
<laughs> and I'm wearing my PSG shirt because yeah, they have so. said, fuck the Super League, and I'm 100% with them. Now, I don't know if that will stay true, but as this current moment right now, it is. Bayern, same thing. Dortmund, I imagine the same thing. Because in Germany, the way the Bundesliga was founded was that no sole individual or company could own more than 49% of a team. 51% at least of Bayern are owned by the fans. Okay. So it's like the Packers model, sort of. Yeah, exactly. It's more like the Packers with that model. So ultimately, the fans can get together and decide, do we want to be a part of the Super League or not? And the overwhelming majority of true fans, um, at least in the Premier League, pretty much all of Europe, are vehemently against this Super League. And basically what happened to create the Super League was that all the owners of these individual clubs, because it's a group or one owner that owns these 12 teams right now, um, yeah, they just conspired behind the backs of UEFA and their fans. No one knew. And they just said, we're doing this. Um, And they have the financial backing of J.P. Morgan, which is prepared to give them a loan of $3.5 billion to go through with this, to be spread amongst the top 12 teams or whatever it is right now, which conveniently enough covers all of their debts that they lost during the pandemic of having no fans and having no revenue. So under the guise of a pandemic, they took advantage of this, of no fans, no pushback at the stadiums. You're not even allowed in still to go ahead and undercut what really the sport's all about is fans and the players undercut anything. The coaches didn't even know. No one knew, but the owners each team just just ran, just put out a thing on Twitter. You can look on all these clubs, Twitter, and they're like, announcement for Super League. I mean, and then and it, in the bottom it says plans to start August twenty twenty one. So it's this year. It's four months away. Wow! And it was like this is pretty much gonna happen. Yeah. And so now, like. The Premier League, the UK government, FIFA, UEFA, they're all saying, like, don't do this. If you do this, then um, we're going to kick you out of the Premier League. Like, we're going to kick Manchester United out of the Premier League. We're going to relegate you. We're going to kick you out of the Champions League. Like, right now, Manchester City and Chelsea are two of the four semifinalists of this current Champions League. And UEFA, and then um, Real Madrid are in there as well. The only one, PSG, um, are the only team in the semifinals of the Champions League that are not going to be in the Super League Mm -hmm. right now. And UEFA have said, we are prepared to just give you PSG the Champions League title right now. Good gracious. If you guys continue to go through with this and you're going to be banned from the Champions League 
and you and you're going to be relegated from your league and the players on your team won't be able to play for their international teams good fifa is gracious. now <laughs> so the euro cups are this summer the yeah. euro cup is this summer so that would affect every team pretty much because like if you're playing for real madrid and you're from croatia or spain yeah. you're yeah. on your national team yeah because you're the best of the best yeah. Manchester United, same thing. All these teams, basically. And it's just like, basically, my understanding is the owners of these teams, these venture capitalists, they go, okay, cool. That's we're about insane. to make bank. That's insane. That's all, that's all we're here to do is make money. So it's essentially just these 12 people that have from the 12th, you know, each one yeah. person from each team, roughly. And they've made a decision that's going to fuck over their, all their players, all their coaches, all their fans, all their fans <laughs> and Not the national one. and the, and the countries and their countries and their countries. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is, that is a stunning, that is a stunning level of greed. That is, yes, that's the ultimate corporate move. I mean, it does not get more corporate greed than that. It is, it is no. to spit in the face of... So people just have to remember that all of these leagues um, that are involved so far, which is Spain, Italy, and England, these clubs have a history that span longer than some of, you know, our states in this country have been a state, you know, so there's true tradition and true history built into the fabric of these clubs that people have, that are a part of people's lives. They're a part of people's culture and that are a part of people's memory, their, their identity of who they are. It's not like the Charlotte Hornets are going to a Super League and I'm like, oh, man, that's like my whole life. Like, yeah. no, like, <laughs> and it would suck if they did that. But, but it's, it's just, it's hard for people to wrap their heads around, you know, something with that much tradition and history, you know, comparing it to sports in America because we don't have those long, I mean, NFL, like, you know, the Packers go back to what, like the 50s. and I mean, it's it's long yeah, even tradition. Even before that, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, it's a long tradition, NFL and even NBA. But mm -hmm. it, it just pales in comparison to um, a lot of these European clubs just because of the history and how long they've been around and how important they have been to so many people. And the fact that they don't even consider what the fans might think they don't need the fans anymore they've looked at covid and this pandemic and and they've gone well i mean what if we just so we we notice in the champions league like if ac Mil like if juventus play real madrid or man city plays you know chelsea or something like this our viewership goes up and ultimately there's a trickle down effect with all the teams in the champions league. And then all the teams in the premier league, there's a trickle down effect with the money. So it gets split up, not necessarily evenly, but it goes down to the lower divisions so that they have enough money to survive and advance 
And that's the whole thing about soccer and what makes why I love it so much is that it's a meritocracy in that if you do bad, guess what? You got to get relegated to the bottom to a lower league. And if you do well in that lower league, we'll give you a chance to compete at the highest league and prove yourself there. So you get rewarded. Now there's no incentive at all for these top teams to, to do that because they're getting way more money in the super league now. And it affects the other teams and the smaller teams that are, have gone bankrupt because of COVID. And it's all only these teams watching out for their own interests now and taking advantage of the pandemic to say, yeah, you know, we could make uh, double or triple what uh, Champions League money um, gives us, and we don't have to share it with anybody. We don't have to share it with UEFA. And we don't have to share it with, like, any of these sports networks that show the games because we're just going to do a deal with, like, DAZN or something like that. Completely different. We're going to make an app. We're going to make, like, a Netflix for the Super League, and you have to subscribe for that, and then you get, you know, it's just... The amount of ways that they can make money off this are astronomical. And true soccer fans, I think, despise this because it just will ruin the game. It'll make it all about money. Yeah. And But they don't care about true fans. They just care about money because they know, um, you know, your casual fan in America or China will be willing to spend this money because they, they know these teams' names. That's it. They know Manchester United as a brand. They know AC Milan as a brand. And they go, oh, I know those teams. I'll watch those teams. I'll buy this subscription. I'll buy a jersey, whatever. Oh, I get to watch them every week now? Like the best teams, quote unquote, play each other. And it's just, it just, it's just sickening because you're, you're doing it to appeal to people who don't truly care about the history of the game and what it has meant to everybody and you know what it really stands for i mean the fact that tottenham and arsenal um got in on this is a joke to me because they wouldn't have so tottenham and arsenal are like in in a place in the premier league now standing wise where if it finished today they wouldn't even qualify for any european competitions because they're that far back from the top four yeah um so tottenham just just built a brand new stadium um massively in debt for that and i and really i i believe that they built that stadium knowing at least the ownership knowing that you know what like if we really can get the stadium approved and built it's going to be a world-class stadium in london um, that will increase our chances for the potential of a super league down the road. And we're willing to fuck over all our fans to do it. And, uh, because we lost a bunch of money on this, we lost a bunch of money on the pandemic and, you know, maybe this wouldn't have happened if COVID hadn't have come along at least now. But now the fact that COVID has happened, there hasn't been a single fan in the stadium this entire year. They're like, they're like, might as well kick it off now because in August we're going to have people back. And guess what? We can go to Charlotte and have a game 
once a month. We can go to L.A. We can go to China and have a game, Real Madrid versus, you know, whatever, Arsenal. We can go to London. We can go anywhere in the world now because we don't really care. This is the Super League. You know, there's just no home connection to this at all. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just really uncertain for all the, the domestic leagues. It's uncertain for FIFA. It's uncertain for UEFA. I mean, will the champions league exist anymore? Will the world cup exist anymore? I mean, it's crazy. So let me get this straight. The the reason why they think they're going to make so much money is just because of the brand name, like the, the name Juventus versus AC Milan, for example. And they think that if every game is like that, that people will want to tune in to watch these teams play. Just it's always the best teams. It's not like AC Milan mm-hmm. versus, I don't know, bum fuck. And Italy. even even though AC Milan and Inter Milan have sucked the past ten years. No they haven't even been close to winning like the Champions League or even their own league. So it's like they have these built-in big brands and history that these people are willing to bet on that people still know and respect enough that that's when you think of Italian football, you think of AC Milan. And that's definitely true. So they're banking on that being something where people will be like, just like I said, the casual fan which is way, way way higher in number than a diehard fan, I right. think. I gotcha. So they're just, ba- and then, you know, you throw that and you get that involved in China, in this country. I mean, they, they could care less. I mean, the owner of Manchester United hasn't been in Manchester in over two years. He doesn't care. No. Why would he care? But the idea is still to have fans come back then. But Right. Oh, they, yeah. You make, yeah. You, I mean, open up the gift shops. You make money off fans, definitely. But yeah. then you have your own TV deal, too. And then your you own just, subscription deal. You just travel That's around like a circus about. then. Oh, yeah. It'll <laughs> okay. come to that. Yeah. I yeah. got gotcha. It'll come to that. Yeah. Because maybe at first it'll just be like, we're going, we've got to go to Italy to play, you know, Inter Milan or they're coming here to Manchester to play us. Right. But then why not? You know, if, if they go, well, you're kicked out of the premier league or you're kicked out. Now you have the whole entire week just for one game. Let's go to Australia and play in front of like, let's, let's fill up a cricket stadium or whatever, a hundred thousand people in Australia or China or something and get all the revenue from the people physically there buying all the gear because the casual fan will just want to remember that, you know, and understandably buy as much swag as you can. Sure. Um, Spend money on hotel. I mean, it's just the the amount of money. I mean, I understand as far as like making money goes, like I'm not, you know, you can't at the end of the day be that surprised when you know these owners when you look at their history and what they really are it's like this is simply a business guys like we don't 
we're here to make money, like make no mistake. Like we want to win, but we also are going to, we're going to fill our pockets with money if we can. And just the fact that it was just like, so it was just announced yesterday and it was like, this is what it is. Deal with it. No one knew. And then Jurgen, like Liverpool had a game today and their coach Jurgen Klopp like was bombarded with questions. And I just felt so bad for him because he's employed by these people, but they didn't tell him. He found out through a tweet, you know, like, and he's getting questions about everything and he's trying to be like, let's wait till the information comes out. Like, I don't want to like bash on my bosses, but clearly I don't, I'm not in favor of this. I've mentioned it before in the past that I don't want a super league. We already have the champions league. The beauty of the champions league is yeah, it's the best teams, but it's the top teams at each division in Europe. Great. So yeah. one year, like Ajax can make a run in the Netherlands and beat a big team or like Porto in Portugal won the champions league one year as like the heavy underdogs that just never will happen again. Like no, the not with the Super League. Yeah, no. definitely, right. Yeah, because yeah, they're limiting it to those 20 teams, and 15 of them are going to be these massive teams. Just so, permanent every yeah, year. Yeah, which, which is another aspect that's totally unfair. Yeah, it doesn't change. I mean, it is it is just like the NBA. I mean, the NBA is fine how it is because that's the way it was established. That's how we know it. Obviously, we've talked about like American sports, like NFL and NBA, like could there ever be a relegation system like that? And it's like, I mean, that'd be fun to think about, but we just don't have it. The infrastructure, it's not set up that way that it makes sense like that, you know, so it's fine how it is. But with soccer, it's like we we've this is how it was built. You know, you can't just like change it and it and just expect things to also carry on as normal like the premier league is going to be like this is that's fine like yeah you'd be in that and you earn way more money and we don't get any we don't get a dime of it like fifa and uefa are you know they're as corrupt as it gets so i'm not like poor uefa poor fifa you know because guess what the world cup the next world cups in qatar and all those stadiums were built by slave labor so Uh it's like there's always going to be corruption on a level of that money, sure. you know, amount of money. But, um, yeah, they were caught off guard. Everybody was like, holy shit, this is, this is happening. A, and it's happening in four months. Like yeah. what? Like, and it, I haven't really heard opinions on a lot of players like a PSG player came out, you know, made a statement about it like strongly against it. But, you know, obviously he could because PSG are against it. So uh, you just wonder, I mean, obviously it's corporate greed. It's JP Morgan who's backed it and made it all happen. So it's kind of like American corporations to blame, but I'm, I'm sure that China has had a hand in this as well. I can't not imagine that China isn't like all for this and will help you make this happen because yeah you you want us on your team for this basically yeah and and the five teams could be like from anywhere in the world maybe maybe that's how they want to do it like oh 
won't let in FC Shanghai or like FC Beijing in one year. And then like, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be the way it works, but they, they've invited to round out the teams, the 15, they've invited Dortmund, Bayern, and PSG, which so far looks like they're not going to go along with it, which is good. But some of the owners, um, <laughs> so the owner of Arsenal um, is Stan Kroenke, who also, um, he's the owner of Kroenke Sports and Entertainment, okay. which owns um, Arsenal FC, Arsenal Women's Football Club, the Los Angeles Rams, the Denver Nuggets, and the Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he's, and then this person's thinking, I could use some more money. Like when you have that kind of money, you don't even know what to spend it on. And yet. No, you, you just have to keep going. You just, you just, whatever comes, he's worth $8.5 right now. And, and that'll go up. I saw Manchester United stock went up. Um, today a little bit um but yeah now he owns um he owns the colorado rapids mls team and then he owns uh a new or two new like uh gaming teams which is like obviously gaming oh, is becoming a like esports right yeah right um owner of let's see Manchester United uh, also owns the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Joel Glazer. Okay. And then the uh, owner of <laughs> owner of uh, Liverpool, uh, principal owner of Liverpool and uh, the Boston Red Sox. Might have heard of them. And then the Boston Globe <laughs> as well. Wow. Uh, and uh, a racing team, like a NASCAR racing team as well. Uh, all three of those guys are American, by the way, and do all their business, obviously, out of the comfort of wherever they live in America because they're definitely not going to live in Manchester or Liverpool. Right. Um, and then the owner of Chelsea is a Russian oligarch um, who fled Russia in the 90s before Putin could, I don't know, kill him or prosecute him or whack him because he was big in oil and uh, billionaire there. Right. And, um, and then the owner of Man City is a sheikh from, uh, I, I believe, Saudi Arabia, which is, I'm not sure what a sheikh Sheikh Mansour is like a title. I'm not sure if it's like a sir in the Arab world, but he's, of course, an oil tycoon, um, billionaire. So these people are, they're, they're men of the people, you could say. Oh, oh <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's an they're, apt they're description. Really, yeah, they're, they're on the streets. They, they've got the vibe of the people, what the people want, and it's just... Uh, yeah, it's a sad it's a sad day for for soccer. I mean, and then Tottenham, you know, right after the news broke that they were a part of it, they fired their manager Jose Mourinho. Um, just 
I don't know if that was a smokescreen <laughs> tactic, but um, because he, he disagreed or, he, or, or something, or I don't know. I'm sure he disagrees wholeheartedly with it. Just if I had to guess, or they're Obviously like, we're they going to get back on the right track now. Yeah, he wasn't even the coach for a whole year, really. I don't think. Maybe he's. Maybe it's been one year, but yeah, they weren't doing well. But they're they're coming up in a championship game and then they just fired him and uh so i don't know if there's any connection at all with that but it was you know convenient timing there yeah yeah. um but yeah arson wenger the you know former coach of arsenal when they had thierry Henry and they actually won trophies um came out and he's been against this from the start even when people were talking about it years ago and he thinks it won't happen um but really the vibe you that i'm getting from these owners is like they've decided they've made up their mind and they're just like yeah go ahead and put this press release out like and then you get this entire backlash from fans from governments from you know soccer international bodies from fans from everybody yeah um and they're just like oh i mean it already happened like we already made it we already made the deal happen so, well, I'm, I'm curious with the pressure especially from like fifa where uh they if the the players feel like they can't be part of this fractionated system where they feel like they, I mean, if they want to be part of the World Cup and want to be part of the Euro Cup and all that and actually have uh, that part of their legacy, then they have to join, they have to be part of the league that's actually going to allow them to participate in all that. So I wonder if in that regard, like the players having an impact in terms of like we, you know, once our contracts are up, I don't know how it works exactly well, in yeah. soccer, but if they end up leaving because they... Um, they, like, if you, if you, let's say you're Messi, right? Messi has had this issue of like not winning the world cup. So people like wonder, you know, are, is he the best ever, et cetera, et cetera. I'm assuming Ronaldo went through the same thing, but, um, like if you, if you play for that super league, let's say for 10 years and you, you win a lot in that super league, everybody's always going to put the asterisk next to your name and be like, okay, well, you won in this league, but um, you haven't won a World Cup. You've never competed on the world stage. So, and that, mm -hmm. I mean, that bothers like really ambitious players. So, oh, yeah. I, I imagine that at some point they would want to end up leaving then and, and join a system yeah. that allows them to do that. And then if you have this this outflux of this efflux of uh of all these players into back into the traditional scheme then uh you know all those they have to go to teams so those teams get better and then uh the the quality of play improves back to it's it's almost like osmosis it's you know it's there you've you've got this this concentration of great players with these teams these 12 teams and then if they decide to leave, then suddenly that super league isn't that mm -hmm. impactful anymore. Everybody's going to be like, well, this is kind of boring. It feels kind of like an empty shell of what it really is. So I'll yeah. be really curious how that turns out. Well, 
That's definitely a good point because thank you. You know, as as a as a player, as a really good player like a Messi or someone on Real Madrid or Barcelona, you know, growing up, you would have watched your home team, whether it's Argentina or Spain, compete in the World Cup, and you would have ambition and desire to play for your country, to represent your country, to be proud to put that shirt on and do that. So there's definitely the, you know, you know, FIFA bans players in the Super League from playing in the World Cup. The 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 worry of the Super League is that, yeah, players would would leave and join another club to play for England or play for France. Having said that, this loan that JP Morgan is willing to put down for these clubs would provide um, enough money, you know, in some cases 200, some cases 300 million, depending on what club you are, just right there, right at the jump. And that would enable clubs to go, you know, say I'm like a a really good player for Manchester United and I'm making like $180,000 a week playing, which is astronomical right now, even. Um, and then I'm like, well, if I'm not going to be able to play for the U S like, I want to be able to represent my country in the world cup. Like I want to be able to do that. So I'm really thinking about, you know, playing in the MLS or I'm thinking about playing in Germany or something like that. You know, you're talking to your manager or something and they go, okay, hold on one second. And, um, they talk to the owner or whoever the chairman and they go, well, what would $450,000 a week convince you to stay? And most people would probably say, yeah, I think so. So now with this type of money that they're getting in, they can pay players a half a million a week. Yeah, but we've want. we've we've also talked about how Messi and these players don't even know what to do with their money. They just like donate it. They don't even know where it goes sometimes. Yeah. They're just like yeah, fuck it. I, so I don't if, think that yeah, and like for a lot of people, I don't think that would be it's like how much money do you really need? Like I can make like half that and be like the one of the richest people in the whole area if I go play for Bayern or something like that. Mm. And and have way have a much more fulfilled life kind of but some players wouldn't you know sure, so it's just yeah. it's just figuring out what would happen you know and they're banking on you know we're going to have so much money that we can basically tell everybody to go f off and we can pretty much bank on being able to get whoever we want to get and telling them like yeah but you'll be the richest person ever <laughs> like yeah. you know and some players that would work on definitely sure, yeah um but it's just sad because it just it just really hurts the integrity of the game and you know with covid not having fans there i haven't really watched a lot as what i normally would because it's just not the same without the fans um you know as opposed to any other sport i've noticed it's just such a big difference when it comes to soccer because you're playing in these big stadiums and it's just empty and it just doesn't feel real. And I don't know. They've just already kind of lost me already. Um, and now with this, it's like, I just, you know, 
it would just it would just be such the corporate bubblegum move it's just like uh, it's not even real it's just fake reality shit and they're gonna have i guarantee you because now they have the var thing you know the uh, replay checks now so if there's an off if there's like a potential that the goal was offsides the ref runs over and reviews the thing like it's like if a coach threw a red flag essentially in the nfl can take forever and now you've slowed the game down because there's a var check every game that takes forever and it's like the dude was not offsides and then they draw this crazy line and like his pinky was like just above and they're like technically he's off and it's just like are you shitting me and now i guarantee you with var in this league if they have it during the checks commercial let's throw a commercial oh yeah 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 let's do this let's get a little bit more money. that's that's a great point that's right because soccer was always known for not having commercials during the game and whatnot oh you're you're right they're they're definitely gonna push that oh whatever they can do yeah if they get away with this nothing's off limits and it's just like you've ruined the game you've truly ruined the game for me and i'll be done i mean i'm sure i'll watch the super league but i don't know i just i'm sure i'll give it a chance but i just I just have a bad feeling about it. It's just not fair. Uh, Arsenal don't deserve to be in it. Tottenham don't deserve to be in it. AC Milan don't deserve to be in it. Um, nobody deserves to be in a super I mean, you're just excluding everybody. That's what We already have the Champions League. So, I don't know. It just, it's just really shocking to a lot of fans. And... Uh, I mean, I love Manchester United, the history, the teams, everything, the players, the fans, but it's just such a disconnect that I just, it just won't feel right for me to keep supporting them if they, if they go ahead with this. And, you know, people still have the ability to remove themselves from it. Um, but I just imagine, like, if this news was, it was announced yesterday, like, while games were going on. And if there were fans in the stadium when that happened, I mean, the place would have been ripped apart, especially in England. I mean, that the place would have been, everybody would have stormed out just at halftime or whenever people realize, like, what, 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 like, what's going on? Stormed out. So they, you know, they know what they're doing when they announce this because, you know, you're not going to do anything. We're not making money off fans anyway, so let's do this. By the time August comes around, we'll have fans back. We know that people are going to come. We know you're still going to come. You know you're still going to watch. So <laughs> you can complain all day long, but uh, ultimately it's our decision. It's 12 people's decision behind the backs of everybody, A, at their club, and everybody who loves their club i mean it's ultimate backstabbing selfish corporate greed move of all time yeah i'm inclined to agree with you that is really stunning yeah but yeah i mean there's there's new things coming out every day i mean it's only been one day 
So, I mean, I, I, I've just been bombarded with, cause I, I, I listen to a lot of different soccer podcasts and YouTube channels and stuff. And it's just been really fascinating to, to hear everybody's opinion, you know, former players and pundits and podcast people and just people from all different walks of the game. And it's also been cool to see that, you know, bitter rivals like, you know, Tottenham Arsenal, that's a heated rivalry. They're actually, you know, people of different fans are like reaching out to different podcasts, like big Manchester United podcast, like had this guy who's has the biggest Liverpool podcast and they're like always at each other's throats, but there, this is something that everybody can get behind together and try to come up with solutions and just think through how this is going to impact everybody. And that's been cool to see, you know, everybody kind of come together over this. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. But yeah, I don't know. We'll just, we just got to take it every day by day to see what happens. I mean, we might not have a Euro cup. We might not have a champions league final, which I would fucking go nuts if that didn't happen. I would really lose it. <laughs> I would that's, truly lose it. That's a lot to lose. That's a lot to lose. And having all yeah. the national teams too be, you know, oh, yeah. you know what though? Like also keep in mind that if you lose all the great players out of all these, like uh, these leagues and whatnot, don't you feel like it would, it would help these smaller nations like, I don't know, South Korea or whatever, like do a lot better potentially if they yeah. don't have very many players in the, in, in this league. It could, it could help. You mean like their international team? Yeah, kinda? exactly. Like they yeah. would have a much higher, greater chance. I mean, their best player plays for Tottenham and he's their best player for a mile, but I see what you mean. Like te- smaller countries that don't historically do well in those big tournaments. I think that yeah, they would have definitely have better showings, um, and do better probably on like a stage of of that particular scenario. But it, it, I'm like not happy down, about it. Yo, I still, yeah, I want no, France no. and Germany to dominate, which I guess I they still will because none of their teams are going. But still, like right, right. But yeah, I mean, they might do better. But at the end of the day, they might like you know if they were to win it, they might just be like well is kind of an asterisk around that totally yeah totally but i don't know it's it's too early to say for sure that 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 things like you know big tournaments will be canceled but that's definitely been the the threat of fifa and uefa or they're just like you're not going to be allowed to play us yeah yeah pretty much (laughs) they got out corrupted they did they really did. did and like you know it's kind of justice on them and in some way because they've screwed over a lot of people too. But um, definitely caught them by surprise. And I don't know if they can actually, I don't know, legally what's allowed. I'm sure there'll be millions of lawsuits and I can't imagine the headache around that. But yeah, I, I just wonder like if if one side will fold in the end 
Yeah, we're going to have to see where the cards end up laying. It's it's like right now, it's like a person just took a deck of cards and just threw it up in the air, and we're still waiting for the cards to kind of fall into where they're supposed to be. Um, yeah, and all these all these owners of these clubs were on the board, like the high-up board for UEFA, which does the Euro Cup and the Champions League and the yeah. Europa Cup. Um, and they all, like, jointly yesterday resigned from their posts Shocking. at UEFA. I mean, they would have been fired anyway, but it's like, whoo, they just, we're going for it. Like no no care in the world like we've it's made not like this they decision. can backtrack right they're gonna be like oh yeah <laughs> sorry just, yeah they so we public all right so it wasn't a great <laughs> idea sorry about that by the way about yeah. that resignation <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. i mean fifa all the fifa executives literally everybody in their lives are going to be looking at them side eye for the rest of their lives Oh, what yeah. are you I mean, up to? And especially the fans, if they're like, you know, we we're sorry, we didn't know it was going to be this big of a backlash, and yeah. we didn't consider the fans, and like we're sorry, like the fans are going to be like, it's okay, like you yeah. didn't care about us the minute you bought the minute you bought Manchester United or Liverpool or whatever. Yeah, your whole the whole goal was to make as much money as possible. It's not, let's make this experience mm. better for the fans. No. Or let's make this, yeah, let's, let's, it's just, yeah, we're going to build nicer stadiums. We're going to build better infrastructure. We're going to buy better players, but it's all investments to make us more money, to make our brand more popular, more powerful, more lucrative on a worldwide stage. This has been in the works for, for years, I'm sure, with these people. And uh, the pandemic just gave them reason to uh, just let's jump on it now before we get people back and before people would burn the stadium down. Let's go ahead and jump on it right now. I wonder when, uh, when, I, when they made that realization, you know, like at what moment they were like, this is it. This is our opportunity. I know. When hundreds of thousands of people are dying, this is the time <laughs> to, to plan <laughs> yes. this out. This is the time to make as much money as yeah. we can. Right, exactly. Secure our futures and destroy you know, soccer destroy, as, we, as we knew destroy it. Destroy the leagues, basically, the, as we've known them for over 100, well over 100 years. Yeah, right. Destroy the 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 system that works so well let's destroy it yeah and now you've got i don't know you've got the you've got leicester city and west ham now in the top four normally they're not in the top four of the premier league and they would and if they finish there they go to the champions league i mean west ham hasn't been to the champions league and i don't even know if they've ever been yeah. And it would be just devastating if the Champions League just fell apart and they're just like, so what was that for, really? Right. We we got for fourth place in the first time ever in the Premier League. And we have nothing to show for it. This is, you're talking about they got fourth place even 
without the banning of those teams? Or are you talking about well, even with right, the banning? Even right those? now, even right now as it stands, I think they're in the top four. Oh, okay. Even with those teams still in it, like Manchester United. Okay, so they fought their all, their way all the way up there, and then they, right, they might. Right, with all those teams. But if, they get, if those teams are removed, yeah, they then jump to like second or third. Right. And then um, it wouldn't even matter anyway because – if there wouldn't be a Champions League, I mean, UEFA is not going to be like, yeah, we're going to have we're going to have a Champions League, and basically Bayern are going to win every year going forward. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Or PSG, it's going to be PSG Bayern final every year yeah. for an eternity. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, like nobody's going to tune in to watch West Ham play. You know, like. Atalanta, you know, it's just like, I mean, I would, (laughs) I would, but you know, people are going to be like, that's on in the Champions League, but Real Madrid are on in the Super League, right after that's Liverpool, Arsenal, so. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know those names. I don't know West Ham. I don't know Atalanta. Atlanta. <laughs> the hell they doing here? Yeah, I don't know Lazio. Lazio. Parma. Oh yeah, yeah, so, you're right. Sad day. So it is kind of a power struggle between the two sides right now. Who's going to end up winning? Because one of them's going to end up collapsing. One of them's going to end up losing yeah. their fans. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot, I think the, as it stands right now, and I hope this doesn't happen, but I feel like even if UEFA and FIFA hold firm, Super League's just going to press on. Yeah. I mean, like, cool, cool story. My, my buddy JP Morgan is, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Got a little bit better news for me than you guys. Yeah. So, with three and a yeah. half bills. <laughs> just up front, just like you want to be in, like, yeah, your debt's gone from COVID. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. Well, we're in. Meanwhile, all these other teams <laughs> in these leagues still have Smaller their debt. Teams bankrupt. Oh, yeah. I mean, some teams will be ne- never be able to come back. Yeah, after they'll COVID. be extinct, like the Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's true. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, That's really rough. Yeah. So I had about, I don't know, 15 and a half years of watching true soccer. and (laughs) You're going to be that guy, the old man. (laughs) You don't don't know know what true soccer is. (laughs) Yeah, it's over. It's over. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... I imagine we're going to discuss this in the future and just see how things develop mm-hmm. like week by week. And then definitely in August yeah. when they actually start things up. And I'll have my face painted Real Madrid and <laughs> yeah. foam finger. Yeah. <laughs> I was behind it the whole time. We're just sponsored by like <laughs> JP Morgan or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I never said anything bad. I knew this would work. That one. for it. This one episode gets taken <laughs> right? down. Yeah. I don't remember it. 
didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, little little town of Totti is winning the Premier League <laughs> or something like that. Crawley Town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That really, I mean, I, I feel, I mean, I don't feel bad, but I feel uh, that's got to be such a gut check if you're an owner of one of the other teams in the Premier League. That's like a big, big team, you know but didn't get invited to this. It's like, like you didn't get invited to the cafeteria, to the, to the <laughs> yeah. cool kids table. Now yeah. on top of that, like you're suddenly you had this like revenue stream in your head of like, Oh, I'm, I'm projected to make this amount of money next year. <laughs> and suddenly like shit just dove, you know, yeah. suddenly yeah. you're going to be making much less. Wouldn't be surprised if they tried to sell their teams. I know. I mean, now, oh my God, if the Super League goes through, you're like Manchester United. Some people were saying that they're now like valued at like $10 billion. Yeah. Yeah. Not um, much. Like all these clubs have like almost doubled in their value after this announcement, especially if it's like actually goes through. So maybe that on some, on some level, they might be like, yeah, this is, we're definitely doing this and if it goes through like gonna sell pretty quickly i'm gonna yeah. sell to like a chinese billionaire or whatever and uh yeah well i'm even talking about the, there. the people in the that are left behind in the premier league right like suddenly they're they're not going to be able to count on this revenue anymore of making let's say i don't know 500 million dollars a year now they're they're oh, yeah. going to oh, yeah. dip to like $45 million a year. And suddenly they're going to be they, like, yeah, this is worth these it. Big, yeah, they want the big six uh, from the Premier League uh, mm. to be in the Premier League because they know that those are the teams that generate most of the revenue in uh, you know, TV consumption and yeah. marketing and merchandise across the world. Uh, because there's a trickle down effect. Now they don't have to share that money because they're like, wait a minute, we're making all the money for everybody. So let's just make our own league and then just keep the profits between us. Yeah. And it'll be even higher because Manchester United versus Burnley isn't going to get the viewers as Manchester United versus <laughs> Juventus. So yeah, it's pretty nuts. Yeah, it is. I'll be curious how it turns out. I'm extremely curious how it turns out. Yeah, I mean, people are going to watch, that's for sure. I mean, they're definitely going to lose fans, but they're going to make up, you know, that number by an X amount. I think something that could bite the Super League in the ass long term, though, is something that you mentioned, like if China had something to do with it. I'm telling you corporations just like factoring in China's money is a big mistake because <laughs> eventually Super League is going to have is going to have the exact same thing happen to them where China's going to be like okay now we have a controlling interest or like we know that we supply 45% of your revenue if you don't do this then we're going to cut off all community you know you're not going to be able to show any games in China mm -hmm. or whatever 
and suddenly they're going to be strong armed. Uh, it's just, whew. yeah. Yeah. It's a dangerous game. It's a dangerous game. A documentary by Kyle Hatley. Yeah. That's what it's going to be called. The, the rise and fall the of the Super League game. and the rise <laughs> and even greater rise of communism. <laughs> With the, our Caitlyn Jenner as the leader of the Communist Party. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not indeed? Mm. Well, my friend, you want to cut it off here? This was, a, yeah. this was an impassioned podcast. <laughs> We came yeah. out guns blazing on this one, <laughs> so that was I good. Know. I just, I'm fired up, everybody. I'm sorry for the initial rant about politics. I mean, that's how I truly feel. But it was really, it was really inspired in large part of this uh, Super League, yeah. Which uh, still processing, and we'll we'll have more information as it as it uh, progresses, but. Uh, yeah, just do your part and share your frustration, and I'm sure they'll listen. <laughs> I'm sure they will. <laughs> I'm sure they will, yeah. Throw away your Juventus jerseys. Yeah, exactly. Burn them. Yeah, burn them. Burn them. We're going to burn them. And then buy them again with Super League logos on them. Exactly, yeah, buy the good ones, the new ones. It'll be better material. <laughs> yeah, better material, yeah. yeah. Uh, actually... Just as a quick little final point, that actually is probably, I mean, no doubt they're going to change the jerseys and stuff like that to make them uh, super league, like, you know, have them uh, be distinguished in some way, right? So imagine if they get dropped from all like the Premier League and uh, all mm -hmm. these like Spanish League and all that, like imagine if people have those jerseys, like that's probably going to eventually become like a collector's item, you know? Because they yeah, don't have it, the Super League logo or whatever they might, oh, might yeah. be. I could see that. But also with, what that would enable the Super League to do would to be, we're going to come out with a jersey every week, like sort of like Oregon oh, football that's team. Good. Yes. They yep. would do it every single week. And yeah. you're like, oh, that jersey's fresh, dude. I'm yeah. going to buy that one. Yeah. Manchester United in lime green. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they'll do it. They'll do it. I swear that now I just feel like nothing's off limits. Everything's Nothing. gonna get monetized. Yeah, yeah. And FIFA's gonna be kicking themselves. Why didn't we do that? <laughs> yeah, it's just like the Jake Paul fight. Like, yeah, there's no yeah, there's no limit on what people will be able to make money off of. Like, they're making money off of. Uh, non-fungible tokens now nfts where it's That's like right. yep. buy this moment on camera like yeah. buy the moment where jake paul knocked out ben Askren. yeah pay a hundred thousand like, dollars for that yeah exactly yeah you can own that and it'll it'll increase but it, and it'll like, only be yours only what? yours <laughs> yeah so whatever can you imagine that in a conversation? Yeah, I own that moment. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, well, I'm going to Yeah, it's talking. increased in value about 10% since I bought it 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, got a lot of buyers <laughs> that want to buy that moment. Yeah, it's a special moment. It's mine. 
Jesus. Yeah. Strange. Anyway, folks, that's where we'll leave things. Hopefully you were entertained by Kyle's rants. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll check in with him to next week. See yeah. how things are going. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> uh, talk to you then.